If you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. there. Welcome back to the Behind the Mirror podcast. I am so happy that you are joining us today. I hope you're having a good week and I hope that since we spent time together last week that things have gone well. We talked about um, difficult relationships last week and I shared um, some pointers and some tools and some things that have really helped me in some of the hard relationships in my life. And, and I hope that it was meaningful and helpful to you. This week's episode, um, is kind of connected to last week's episode, but not in the way you might think. I, I really tried, um, when I started this podcast to be transparent. And if you've listened to the first few episodes, you've seen that transparency, um, I don't hide the fact that the last year or so has been rough. I have not hidden the fact from you guys that I've been in a season of a lot of grief. Um, I don't, I don't try to cover that up at all. It's, it's there. You know, I don't talk about it every week and it's not something that I keep at the forefront of these episodes, but, um, it's in the background playing often and, um, most of the time I can keep it in my therapist's office and keep it in the background of my headspace and go about life and go about connecting with you guys. And, um, and I love that, but I, if you followed my writing at all, um, over the years, you know, I don't, I don't know how to not be myself. I, I really don't know how to not be authentic. I would rather be quiet and sitting in the corner than to not be myself. And so my writing has always reflected where I'm at and my, my podcasts have, have been very much, um, in that same vein. So, um, this week was a rough week and, and I don't know how to say it any other way. It's, it's been a hard week for me. Um, a lot of grief, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fears, um, a lot of, oh my God, what have I done to my life moments. Um, and, and I recorded some of them on my phone, not really knowing, you know, if I would share it or not. Um, but as we drew closer to, to today, when I knew I needed to have a podcast out, um, it just seemed like the only thing that fit. So for me to do any episode other than this one, I think would be dishonest because this is, this is exactly where I've been this week and, and where I'm at while I'm talking to you now. So, um, I know that all of us have been through some stuff. I know that 
And I, and I know that because you've shared some of your stories with me. I know that from the feedback I've gotten um, from many of you. And I also know that just because I know life. And those of you I haven't heard from, I know you have a story too. I think that's why it's so important that we share them. Because oftentimes we feel really alone in our stories. And we, we feel like we're the only ones on planet Earth walking in these shoes whatever your situation may be. Um, And so that's the reason I want to share this episode today because I I know that my story is mine and I know that all of you guys don't have the same story as me, but, but one thing we probably do share is that we both probably feel like our stories are the only ones or that we feel like we're dealing with it completely isolated and, and on our own. And, um, Sometimes that isolation can be suffocating and sometimes the pain that that your story and my story has held um, can lead to moments when you feel like you're going to to break. And so the reason I'm sharing these moments that I'm going to share here in a second with you um, is to just open up that jar and put light in it because these moments are dark. And and when you go through moments of feeling depressed and feeling anxious or feeling scared or feeling alone, those are those moments that, that feel the darkest and that sunlight and, and God are like nowhere in sight. You just feel like you're isolated. And so I want to just open up that jar and let light spill into it and, and expose what's in my jar and expose what's in my dark place so that you may feel comforted in your dark place and know that you're not walking in your darkness alone. That we all have it. We all have moments when we want to bang our heads against a steering wheel and scream and cry and and say, why? Why is this happening? Why is this my story? Why is this something that I don't feel like I can move past? Um, I want you to feel comfort there and know that you're not by yourself. So I'm going to share with you my dark place. And it happened, um, well, it's been happening all week, but you know, when I'm in my car driving by myself, it's when I feel like I have moments to really be honest and be alone and, um, let it all out if you will. And I started talking just out loud to God and, and being angry and being sad and all the things. And, um, I just felt like, you know, I'm going to record this and who knows, maybe I'll delete it. Maybe I won't. Well, I kept it and I listened to it and I listened to it and, and I'll I'll be honest, there are some things I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't know that I want people to hear that, but you know what? We all have it. So I'm trusting I'm not alone and I want you to know you're not alone either. So, um, I'm going to just let it be. So today, the thoughts that we're going to hold towards each other are warm and kind and compassionate. And I'm going to tell you what my therapist keeps telling me, which is be kind to yourself. Be compassionate to yourself and your story. And give yourself space to feel and give yourself space to to hurt to be angry, to be whatever you need to be, be kind, be kind to you. And, um, 
So this is for you to know you're not alone and for all of us to know that we can be kind in our ugly, dark spaces. So here it is. So I know I've sounded and seemed okay for a while now and I I have been but there's a big part of me that's still not okay I want to be okay I'm just I'm not and there isn't a day that goes by that I don't feel the sting of everything that was supposed to be that isn't I don't even know if that makes sense, but, um, like I'm driving to go pick up my daughter from a high school event and I'm alone and yeah, like, like I feel like my husband should be here, you know, and it's, and, and it's like every now and then I have these waves of shock where I'm like, wait, what happened? What happened? And then I'm thrust back into reality when it all clicks again. And I remember the nightmare that happened and that sometimes it feels like it's still happening. And I just want the nightmare to stop. And I want to go back to some sense of normal. And it's like, what do you do when normal is never normal again? What what then? And I just get so mad because I'm like, all that crap that I heard growing up that's like, well, God has the purpose in everything and, and you know, you just have to trust that God had a better plan. Well, you know what? I don't think God's plan ever includes things like this. I don't think it ever includes this a broken family and a broken heart and lonely people. I, I I don't believe that God's plan ever includes that. And I don't want to count it all joy. I want to count it all as crap. And yet at the same time, God has been the only one that's been so steady and kind and safe consistently. You know, I have journals filled um, with, I mean, from like teenage years on and God and I were talking in every single one. And it's like, to look at those pages, I just see the goodness of, of the way God has been towards me. And the comfort I have found in that connection. And I'm so thankful. But but dang it. Like people put a spin on God. And that like in times like this. You just start feeling like. Okay God where were you? Where the heck were you? And I know. I, I mean I've taught this. I've preached it like. God can't make anybody do anything, but sometimes I just feel like, couldn't you have made an exception and made this person do the right thing? 
maybe all of us feel that way with like our kids and spouses and people we love are like, damn it, God, show up and make this better. Trump the human will, you know, like, oh, I want to be okay. I want to be better on the other side. And I believe I will be. I just feel really, really broken some days. God. And like I go to these soccer games with all these soccer moms and dads. And and I'm cheering for my kid by myself. And I'm just like, okay. Okay, I can do this. I can be a single mom. I can do this. But dang it, this is not what I wanted. Ugh. And tonight my babies are, are with their dad. And, and I'm thankful he loves them well. And he's connected with them. And they get time with him. I love that. But but I, I miss them. And And the people that that have the audacity to say that divorce is somehow a selfish thing or like the easy way out. I just want to strangle because it's like, this is not the easy way out. This is not a a choice that someone makes because they want to be selfish. Like, this is awful. It's awful. And, um, people just don't know. They just, they don't know. And now I'm trying to drive to go pick her up, and it's at this different location, and I'm like lost. And so I'm turning around, so you're listening to me. Oh, I'm now I've pulled into someone's driveway, and they're probably freaked out at this minivan with this freakish looking crying woman at the wheel. Sorry guys. <laughs> They're like, who is that? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <sighs> Just so you all know, I want to drop like a thousand F-bombs right now. That's where I'm at, but I'm trying to keep this podcast clean. Ugh. But it's the best word that comes to mind right now. It's the only one that feels like it fits. I know that God is good. I know that God is kind. I know that God is a divine being that shows up inside of my breath and inside of my chest and inside of my mind and my soul. I know God to do that. I know God to be that. And, um, there are a lot of things still about God. I feel like I don't know that I used to think I knew and I don't anymore because there's a lot that I still haven't figured out. And, and there's a lot I'm kind of pissed off about, but I do know that God is love. And I do know that he has consistently loved me really well, better than anyone I've ever been with. And so I hold that and I keep coming back to that. 
But life is complicated. It's really complicated. And what do you do when you don't know if your broken heart is ever going to not be broken? I heard someone um, say about this Japanese tradition where they, um, if something's broken, like pottery or something valuable, um, they have this whole ritual of putting it back together that includes um, very, very delicately and um, piecing all the pieces back together and then they, they have this process where they dust those pieces with a golden dust and, and there's a name for this whole process that I don't know and I probably couldn't even con- pronounce it correctly but um, in this in their tradition they they believe that a piece that has been broken and put back together using this method makes it even more valuable makes it even more beautiful um, and so I, I was hearing about that and I was reminded of when David, when he said in scripture talking about being like broken pottery, and I remember first finding that when I was going through um, heartbreak one of my life, and um, during that really, really hard time, and I did feel like someone had just taken me and shattered me into a thousand pieces, and you know, the beauty is that God promises that he can restore what's been broken and if you think about that Japanese tradition they find restored things more beautiful the problem is I don't think we find restored things more beautiful um, or at least broken things beautiful I feel like everything is crumbled and that there's no way to put it back together. I feel like the pieces are so broken, so fragmented that um, there is no restoration possibility for me. You know, it's kind of like my journey with my faith. I feel like there's a lot of communities that have pushed me out and pushed me aside because I think outside the box and I have for a long time but um, have finally decided to be open about it and you know at this point in my life I'm like well what I have to lose um, and so I feel a bit fragmented there too I feel broken in community I feel broken in where I fit I don't think I fit anywhere I don't know why some of us get the cards we get because I I can't tell you that I would have done anything differently it's not like I'm looking backwards with regret I'm not I'm looking backwards and 
literally shrugging my shoulders going, really God, why? Why? Why did I have to find the people that were going to break all their promises? Why did I have to find the people who were pretending to be something they weren't? Why did I have to, like, give my heart away to people who would not value that or cherish that? Why? I didn't know that going in. You know, we don't go into decisions expecting to get our hearts broken. We go into decisions believing that they're going to turn out really good. And we put all of our chips in the, on the table and we, we place all our bets there. And the hard thing about living where I live and, and being in the communities I live in, I literally feel like I am the only divorced person there is, which is so stupid. I know that there's tons of divorced single parents. I know that there are tons of people who think outside the box in their faith, but, but you have to understand where I live that's not the case. It's not common. I don't have anybody to look towards. I I literally feel like when I go to school events with my children that I am the only person raising their children in a quote-unquote broken home and it feels broken. Actually, my home feels the most peaceful. It has felt probably our entire existence as parents. Um... And I hate that fact. I hate that. But it's true. My home is the most at peace it's ever been. But sadly, it came, you know, with a huge price tag. And that price tag is my heart. And it's like having to let go of a toxic home meant that I had to let go of the hope of it getting any better. You know, I don't know where that line is. Where's that line that says, this is now where you stop hoping. You know, nobody, nobody wants to stop hoping. Letting go of hope is like, (sighs) letting go of everything. So nobody wants that. I don't know where that line is, but I think we all have one. And I... I didn't really know where that line would be until I hit it. And you just hit a point where you, your inner self knows that it's not going to get any better. And you can't keep doing what you've been doing because people are getting hurt. Because these little people you live with deserve a home that's at peace. And that for your own sanity and your own mental health and well-being, you need a home that has peace. And sometimes peace means that people have to live apart. I wouldn't have made the decision I made if if I hadn't gotten to the point where I was so far past that line to where my eyes were so open to reality and I was so seeing that the damage it 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 had to be stopped so I did I did what I felt was best for my home and um 
proof is in the pudding. My home is peaceful. My kids are peaceful. My kids seem really well adjusted and really happy. Um, their mom is heartbroken. So what do you do with that? I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. So on one hand, I feel like a great mom who did what she needed to do to ensure her kids would have um, the best possible start in life, which would mean launching from a place that wasn't filled with tension and fighting and um, chaos. And so I feel like I get mom points for that, but um, I'm doing my best to love their dad well. I still love him deeply. It makes this thing so hard. I'm praying that, you know, I will be healed and at peace somewhere in the middle of this too. But right now, right now that seems like something that will never happen. So I usually don't do a closer, um, but I felt like this podcast episode needed one. Um, that was a really exposing thing for me and, and it was a very hopeless place. I'll be honest with you about that, but I, you know, I feel like those moments are cleansing. And I say that because it's almost like you have to get those words out. You have to say, I feel like this is never going to get better. I feel like I'm never going to not be broken. I feel like I'm the only one swimming in this nightmare. You know, sometimes you have to say all of that, whether it's on paper, whether it's screaming in your car, whether it's yelling in a shower, whether it's to a friend or a therapist or like me to my phone, um, you have to get it out of you. It's cleansing to get it out. And so, so you all know I'm not still in that place. Um, I am hurting. I'm feeling grief. I'm feeling all the things, but the heaviness has lifted as it usually does after I have vomiting sessions like that. Um, and one thing that I'm trying to be really mindful of, and I'm going to leave this thought with you is my own inner dialogue. You know, I think when we go through tragedy, when we go through trauma, when we go through loss and grief and pain, we, we develop this inner dialogue that often isn't accurate. Like we start seeing ourselves and our story through a lens of inaccuracy. And usually it's because we're trying to self-protect. Um, for me, I have noticed, and this is new, I didn't have this soundtrack playing in my head until this season of life, but it's one that that wants to tell me that no one will ever love me, that I will always be alone and that I'm, I'm done. Like my story has ended. Like it's, this is the period and there will be no more sentences. Um, that's the, that's the dialogue that has played in my head in this past season. And so, 
sometimes these dialogues play and we don't even realize they're playing. Like it, it's probably been in my head for months and I didn't really even notice it till I, till, until I started hearing myself saying it out loud. And then I go, oh, wow, is this what we believe? I don't want to believe that. I choose not to believe that. So I've been, um, specifically today even, been very mindful of my inner dialogue and my inner beliefs and what I believe deeply about myself. And I think when you're in those dark moments, your inner beliefs really show. And so mine made a very loud appearance. And um, now I'm making a conscious effort to, to tell myself the opposite. So now, um, like what I've been practicing today is this is not the end of your story. This is the beginning of a better story. And you deserve love. You deserve happiness. And your life is going to be filled with love and warmth and acceptance and joy. And your kids are blessed to have you as a mom. You're a great mom. Um, you know, these are, these are some of the opposite messages uh, that I'm trying to feed now into my headspace because now I realize I've got a negative belief system that's developed out of fear of being rejected again, out of fear of being unwanted again, out of fear of being unloved again. I have just like almost told myself all of the rejection messages ahead of time so that they won't hurt when they come. I don't know, but but I feel like it's a self-protection, self-defense thing that we do. And so sadly, that will just drive us into more of the same thing because we're we're now accepting that as our truth. And I don't want to accept that as my truth. And I know you don't either. So in closing, like I said, at the top of the show, we're going to be kind to ourselves and in our dark spaces, we're going to let light in. And I want to challenge you to let light in. I'm letting you in. I've let my therapist in. Um, I've let my close friends in. They know, they know my dialogue. They know my headspace. They're all in this with me. And they're feeding the right messages to me. And so I'm going to challenge you to do the same. Let light in. Even if that's just emailing me or or messaging me and telling me your negative headspace, let light in. Let me be a champion for you because I, I get it. I know the darkness. I know the scary. I know the negative thinking. I, I know it. I'm living it. Um, and I don't want you to feel alone in it because loneliness is is not our lot in life. It's not your portion. It really isn't. God is good and you deserve good things. You deserve love. You deserve joy. You deserve happiness and peace. And I just want to speak that over you, that you are beloved and you are enough as you are. I look forward to hearing from you guys. I look forward to connecting further. Um, as always, the podcast Facebook group is booming and, and lively and would love to have you in it. If you want to opt in, you can go to my website, justajesusfollower.com backslash podcast backslash podcast group. We would love to have you in the group. There's the voicemail too. The, the number's in the show notes. If you want to call and just leave me a message, I check it every day. And if you want to keep it private, just say that. And it will definitely stay between you and me. Um, but all that being said, go in peace. I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to connecting with you guys next week.
Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. I hope you join us next week for another raw, honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.